This is your girl BW, and this is another episode of the Black Picture Podcast. Are you down with BPP? I gotta say, yeah, you know me. (laughs) (laughs) The Black Picture Podcast will explore films and television series that star Black actors and are made by Black filmmakers. Uh, This week we have a little shakeup in our lineup. Um, Instead of having G and Dave. We have guest hosts today. We have Ola and Raph. Ola, introduce yourself to the people. What's up, people? This is Ola. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to talk about myself? I'm a filmmaker. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Writer, director, mm-hmm. producer, all around humble human. Okay. All right, Ralph. <laughs> What's going on, you guys? This is Ralph. I am an acclaimed actor, and, you know, writer, director, producer. All that good stuff. Thank you guys for being here today. I know it was like kind of last minute for Ralph. Um, but what's been going on, y'all? Like, what's been up? How's y'all week? Uh, oh. We just wrapped. You know what it is. Well, we didn't wrap. Well, we, we didn't wrap. Rap. Rap. <laughs> I ain't wrap. Rap. I feel like it's a wrap. Rap, right? <laughs> but we all work on the same show, so like we got a break, and I'm excited about it. Number one show in the country that is. Hmm. In the in the fucking country, are we allowed to in say the, what the show is? Oh, we really number one. Yeah. <laughs> you better wreck my. You better, you better, you better be out here in these streets. I be trying to get the people to watch the show. Y'all better watch the Wonder Years. <laughs> Please watch the Wonder Years. It's such a good show. <laughs> Hashtag Black Family Night. Okay. Um, um, what you doing next week for your birthday? It's coming up, man. I know. Uh, I am going back home. I was originally supposed to be scheduled for the Mason Day Parade. Um, however, I pulled that due to that I'll be traveling to Paris the week after. So I want to jumble my schedule like that. So I'm going to go home and see family in Nashville. Flex. <laughs> Big flex. Right, that's what's going like. <laughs> You know, I just rearranged my schedule. I was going to be in the Macy's Day Parade. parade. <laughs> but instead, I'm going to gay parade. Wee wee. And they're like, yo, wee wee. Okay. We're on the topic about, you know, the LGBTQ, ABCD, elemental PQ, PRS community. Let's get into the Tiger King. Have y'all seen the new one? Absolutely not. No. Why would I watch what? that? <laughs> watch, at least watch I've seen the first one and I am not compelled to see the, no. the follow up. No, why? Man, they need to stop playing with my boy Joe, man. They need to go ahead and let him out. You Fuck. like Joe? Like, he's Joe a racist. Is, what do you mean? He is and not a racist. And a murderer. He, he and a manipulator. That is, that is all. Yeah, a but lie. like, most importantly, a murderer. <laughs> Girl, but actually, you know what? In all of that, he is. I really don't think he. You know what? Never I take it back. I think he did. He didn't put no hit out for Gerald Baskin. Why would he not though? Like if you watch the series, they may did that. <laughs> so you so you trying him by, by social media? I mean, look at the Rittenhouse thing. I mean, well, do you think he's guilty or not guilty? Because clearly the world thinks that he was not guilty. Or the exactly. court. Exactly. So if a white man goes to jail for murder, he probably did that shit. 
this week we are talking about them on Amazon Prime. If you haven't seen the streaming series, um, like spoiler alert, we will be talking about like in depth, like giving the whole series away. So if you haven't seen it, oh well. <laughs> um, so them is an American horror drama anthology series set in 1950s about a black family that moves from North Carolina to a then all-white Compton, California. Um, their home slowly transforms into an epicenter of evil forces uh, that's next door and otherworldly that threatens to haunt, ravage, and destroy them. To just give away the plot, so to speak, uh, the Emery's were living in North Carolina when the husband returned from the war. Um, of course, he struggled with PTSD, like the traumas from being in the war and post-war, like coming home, not being able to find a job, the racism, all of that stuff. Um, but then one afternoon, he goes to take his girls to the movies. While they're away, his wife is being raped. Uh, their baby boy was killed during a game of cat in the bag um, by some white lunatics in the hills. Um, the mom faced some um, mental issues, depression, like everything that you can imagine, of course, from having to go through that. Um, then after a while, the husband, Henry, he finds a job in California. So that's why he moved, like he moves his family there. He moves into an all white neighborhood, you know, thinking that it would be something better for them. But when they're there, of course, white people like the same everywhere. They just racist <laughs> everywhere you go. So like the whole neighborhood is like plotting to try to get rid of them. And, like, that is led by Betty. I don't know Betty's last name, but a.k.a. Karen. Like, she has, like, this whole plan to try to get nah, them out. she's not out. Karen. She a Betty. She a Betty? Yeah, that's she's like, Karen. Yeah, that's like the original. What's the Betty? Oh, the Betty is the original Karen. Karen you said yeah. what, Raph? That's I said Karen what, so with no filters. A Betty is a little Karen. Yeah, it's like the older, first version of a Karen. Because, like, she, oh. like, hate black people like she was trying to get them out at by any means necessary um but she ended up getting killed by the milkman <laughs> spoiler um but the emirates are also facing not just the white people but also in struggle internal struggles um that's brought forth by evil and sinister forces so it's like racism mixed with terror mixed with horror like it's all in one uh-huh. so Raph, not having to seen the series and hearing that, would you watch it? Well, so I actually saw the first couple episodes before this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize it until after I watched it again or until I pulled it up. Um, I obviously I couldn't get into it because I never finished it. Um, I don't know. It's it's not something that it didn't capture me like that. I mean, a lot of my family watched it and all that good stuff, but for me, I. It didn't happen. It was a recommendation. <laughs> we gonna get that. Okay. Yeah, it it didn't capture me, but you know, I'll recommend. They recommended it to me. I didn't really care for it. Um, wouldn't my it wouldn't my company. But why? What what about it was? Um, I guess in the it was a slow storyline for me. It it took off too slow. And if they don't capture me in the first uh, pilot pilot episode, then. It's, it's probably a lost call. Okay, so the pilot didn't get you to want to finish it, like what, binge it. What was the pilot? The pilot was the day they moved in, right? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Ola, so what about you? you ready for my ready for- <laughs> She's so ready. <laughs> yes. Go. Would I watch it? Well, you watched it, but how no, did it but make like, you? before, you make you- because you made me 
watch <laughs> this series. I protested <laughs> and beat up strong arm me and made me do this shit. So the answer is no. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have watched it. No. But why not? I'm not a fan. Oh, Mary, a- why would you not have watched the show? I'm not a fan of trauma porn. I stay as far away from it as possible. I got to deal with all kinds of shit in these sh- out here in these streets in this America as a black woman. Yeah, you see the hand is serious. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I watch that for entertainment? You know what I'm saying? That's However, true. now that I have watched it, it was well done. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. really a beautiful, beautifully shot, like very creative. Like some of the the editing, some of the things that they did was like crazy. Right. But so you like the content, I'm, we'll get into that. Well, let's get into it. So the positives of the show, although it was a black trauma series, like the point of it, I don't think it was to entertain. I think it was more so to educate <laughs> viewers on what black people went through to achieve mm-hmm. the American dream then and possibly still going through some of the things now. It's always to entertain. Always. Always. That's why they put it on always. TV. That's why it's always not to everything entertain. on TV is to entertain. Some to educate. <laughs> no. <Nah. It's> like, <laughs> not in 2021. <laughs> It's always the yeah. thing, um, especially something that's shot like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, I feel like America has an obsession with trauma and the abuse of black bodies. And so yeah. why not make something where the entire family is suffering from PTSD, right? And so we have to see their trauma and the things that are not only happening to their physical bodies, but mentally Mm -hmm. and emotionally, like their psychological health and their emotional health. Like it's not, it's past like shooting people in the streets, shooting black folk in the streets. Now it's like, how can we see how their minds can get fucked up? You know what I'm saying? So it's definitely like, you know, America definitely has an obsession with that. People watch, you know, serial killer documentaries before they go to bed like <laughs> it's what we ingest as a people uh, and sing it because you know in one of the episodes i can't remember the episode number um they actually show the cat in the bag situation Ooh, girl that, that was, was so day six basic. so it was number. it was probably episode six probably mm-hmm. that like well, if we weren't i feel like that scene would not have been as graphic as it was. Because the point of the, the story could have been made without that, the boringness of it. Yeah, we had already gotten the point. Like, right. like I already got the right. gist of why right. from the very first, like they've been alluding to what happened to her the entire time. We didn't need to we see that. See at all. I need to see I that. Think, I think what's happening now you know, in, in media, I think they're so desensitized to what really happened in real life that we see it so much that it, I mean I guess putting in film is okay now in a sense and we're desensitized to you no know, blood and bad stuff. I mean take for instance the whole situation that happened in Memphis the young dog. I mean mm-hmm. people were so quick to put you know his body on YouTube and all that stuff. Everybody wants that that that, that minute of fame. And I, I think that you know that's what's wrong with America that's wrong with media that's what's wrong with you know that nobody takes anybody so sensitively in the count and i think it all goes back to what i said if it bleeds bleeds 
also desensitized to it, but, you know, it's okay. Yeah, my question is, like, as a Black creative, right, where do you reach the point where it's like, we've foreshadowed all of this, the, the writer, um, what's his name, Little, Little Marvin, Marvin running, he's running the showroom, I mean, the, the writer's room, right, in the showrunner, um, these scripts coming out, and they're alluding to this thing that happened, they're alluding to this thing that happened, and when you're, the script lands in front of you, like, y'all, y'all work it out, and it lands in front of you, and there's this graphic scene, where is the point where you say, okay, what's my responsibility to, like, Black women and Black people? Where do, where, how far can I cross over this line? Mm-hmm. And, like, showing yeah. the gang rape, showing a, a Black baby being tossed from person to person, mutilated, swung around in a bag, hit against the wall, the skull cracked open and bleeding through a white bag, red blood on a white bag, dropped on the floor. Like, well, at what point do you say, maybe this is a little too far? You know what's interesting? That the director of that particular episode is a black lady. Oh. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> black director, black director, black executive producer. Have you said, like, have they said, like, what the discussion was about that piece? Because, I mean, well, actually, I did. I watched the interview with uh, the actress. Lucky, I can't remember. I don't know if her real name. She, she Nigerian. Yeah. Um, she said that it was like uh, a responsibility for her as an actor and an artist to show mm-hmm. what black people went through, like the the horror. I would be correct. Yeah, I that. Like, I feel like, you know, being on the acting side and you know, directing all that stuff. I think that you want to tell a story. Usually, anybody that comes to that drawing board and you ladies know that because you guys write as well. When it comes, when you have a script and you have a script in your head and you ready to get it out, the main question is: Is it time? Is it right? But we've seen this over and over again. We got so many that basically mimic that same situation. In a sense, maybe not as drastic. I don't have to watch to be able to speak on it, but I'm sure that if you've seen one movie, you've probably seen that. You've probably seen them all. Based on you know, white flag, slavery. Uh, you know, the, the male the male figure is is less fortunate kind of thing. So, woman is there of so many children, or you know, she's neglecting her children, or she's on drugs. But that is our culture in a sense, and so I. I think that it's important to tell those kind of stories, especially as a filmmaker. You don't want to be you want you don't want to be censored from a network. Like if you have the opportunity to tell your story on a major network, why not tell it? But well, you that story could have been told again. That that scene, like particularly, could have been short. As a for me, as a director, if I would have come across that script, I was like, we're not we're not doing it. We're not doing it. Um. Like, I hear, you hear that a lot from black creators. Like, oh, I feel like it was my responsibility to tell the story. We we know the story. We've seen it. We heard it. We read it. It's it's genetically ingrained PTSD at this point. Because that happened to our grandparents, right? So this generation that's going around now, like, we know this story. And we know this, right? However, like... It's not like they're saying that, oh, it's, it's our responsibility as black people to tell the story. No, no, you're not telling it for us. You're not, you're not showing that scene for us. You're not telling it for us. You know, I know the horrors of it. 
right, show but I, other people so maybe that they can see. But the fact of the matter is those problems like the mass culture, white people, other people, others, right? It's their responsibility to do the research. It's not our responsibility to show them. And that's why I have issues with elongated, prolonged violence of black bodies in cinema. And so, you know, I worked, I worked on a project over the summer. It was a Netflix project. And I'm not going to say where it came from, but we worked on a set where there's hanging and then you have some of the white crew. It was like, there was like laughing moments. For you. It was, it was weird because I've never been exposed to that, like on a set. And it, when I tell you, it, it did something to me. So, I think, about it. yeah, working on, working on one of those types of projects was, and it was a black director, black director, mm-hmm. um, very plain. So it's like that particular scene is it, I don't know, it just did something to me. Because I, I, yeah, I never, so we like we a fine line in this industry. Uh, because it wasn't like made for us, created by us. Money's not coming from us. And so we have to tell these stories and work with people who aren't necessarily sensitive to it and may get a chuckle or, you know what I'm saying? Like, so let me ask you what is our response? So if all of you guys support, what if you do move? If you have, if you have passionate peace, what do you guys do to move forward without showing that? How can you, how can you effectively tell a story about you know, slavery or, or depression or whatever it may be without showing that? Oh, I don't tell these stories. That's not my bad. It's not. I don't, I don't do stuff like that. But why not? But there's other stories, my G. We have told those stories. They know them stories. There's so many other things to tell. But it's just that the media, like the powers that be, don't think that anyone would be interested in other stories other than like black black trauma. We've gone from slavery to now like the Great Migration. Jim Crow, Jim you know, gang gangers and shoot them up and on the West Coast, and we've done gangs and drugs and heroin in New York, and like that's essentially the extent of what we can do as far as like storytelling black families and then you'll get the you know the black bourgeoisie Christmas movie (laughs) 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 like you'll get the the warm fuzzy stuff like oh there are more people like Cosby's or you get murder murder death and kill So you, so you so said, wait, you back in the Cosby show? No, what do you mean? I'm, I'm not. You said like the Cosby show. show. That was the positive story. No, that's what I'm saying. Like we'll get, we'll get that, and then we'll get like murder, death, kill. <laughs> <laughs> but there's other, there's so many different kinds of stories to be told. That's that's that's, that's not like we're not. It's it there's, there's a there's a lot for so, but when it when it all boils down to is is there a certain amount making yes to a film like that. No, I would never do it. I say I stop right now on this podcast. <laughs> no. So, 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 so we're going to do this podcast.
Like, oh, let me tell you something. If they get me to do a slave movie, it'll be the last slave movie ever made. They'll never do another one. Mm-hmm. I was going to do a slave movie. I, but I think it can be done, but it still has to have some type of positivity, some type of silver lining at the end. Whereas in the case of Zim, it wasn't like it didn't wrap up because it's the miniseries, so to speak. So we're not going to carry over to the next season to know what happened in the anthology series. So the next season is. Mm something different so for me this season didn't end on anything positive yes they went through hell and back but they overcame like you know it was nothing they just left but them stories weren't like that though well, like you said, no crystal stare when people really went through stuff like that i'm like metaphysical stuff is like different you know what i'm saying like ghosts or whatever but the ghosts were also an allegory for so many of the things that happened to black people during the mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying during that time so but like well, stories didn't end well, well. You know, it's the show. which is which i'm not it's, mad at i'm not mad at that i, I don't, I don't feel like things like that need to be wrapped up into a bow uh, i also like uh, at this time in American history, this history that we're living right now, I'm my body's tired of seeing it. Right, you're tired. What about the, the, the youth that are coming up? That do you think that they the history? But I mean, I, you I, have you're like I have been I don't, don't want to expose right. him to that because he has he's but, exposed to so many things that like you know what I'm saying. He lived through the riot, the riots and the insurrection and the, you know what I'm saying? Like he, right, he understanding it. I don't want him to ingest he's anymore of that. But he's used to seeing it, but does he understand it? Does he understand yeah. the culture? Does he understand that far back? You know, you know that you know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he do. So with, with the history and the, the school book, they didn't have that. Do you think it's okay to put them in now? Or do you think it's the least out to you know, Christopher Columbus discovered America with school? Or should they really say, you know, Christopher told America? I think they should you tell the real. Right, they're wrong. I tell the real because if you think about it, growing up when we were learning those things, we thinking like, oh, okay, yeah, they just came over here. It was all lotty dotty, blah blah blah. And then we got old enough to research, and we're like, what? The-? So we didn't go down like this. They are lying to us. So put the real in the textbooks. Let the kids know. Let the kids know. You know, right? Because that- they have to know what happened. Yeah. Like they have to know. They make a bazillion Holocaust Jewish movies. Why can't we make a bazillion mm-hmm. same movies? So, so uh, school. I, I mean, I got suspended for arguing with a teacher because my social studies project in the sixth grade was the Black Holocaust. And they told me I couldn't use that word, <laughs> Black Holocaust, because it was for Jewish people. And I was like, no, Holocaust is a Greek word. Read my essay. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about the transatlantic slave trade. And they told my mama to come <laughs> I'm glad you said it like that. Oh, I'm glad you said it like that. Oh, look, so what, what it goes back to is because you were educated on, you know, what happened, you were able to, you know, fail that the paper or whatnot. So is, do you think that it's important to put those types of things in the school book or put it on film or television for a younger generation to see? Because that's the only way that they're going to be able to make those reference points to be able to stand on their own. Would you agree to put it in school? But I think that it's more important to educate your children at home. Um, but the thing about it is, is that 
people who don't care aren't going to educate their children at home. Like we're having all of these people argue against like writing about racism in the, in the school and putting it into school books and stuff like that. So like they're not going to teach their kids. So yeah, put it in the school book so that they know what American history really is. And also put it on the TV screen so they can watch it too. Man, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, like because I'm, a lot of a lot of kids are paying attention to what's going on in school, right? They pay attention to what's going on on YouTube or what's on TikTok or whatever. So we have to reach them in a way that they are, you know, connected to give them what they need to know. Do you really think kids was watching them? What are you talking about? Well, <laughs> they might. Okay, they might. No, we're just talking about the whole point of what black people went through, not just particularly reason. Back to them. Um, do you think? Well, you never. Neither one of y'all actually watched the end. <laughs> Why you gonna put me out like that? Put y'all on blast. You know what I'm saying? I I know what it is. I had I was debriefed. <laughs> do you think that? Do you think that the characters were developed and in a in an organic way? Um, and that, you know, they learn something at the end. Because, again, a point of a matter is, you know, you have to go through something and you come out learning something. What did they learn at the end of the day? No. They just knew they white people was evil, evil, evil. No, I think that, um, they, like, first of all, no. Because you talk, we talked about this, like, I feel like they all face very specific demons. Um, and there's demons that were like, like I said, this is really an allegory for what black people face, are facing every day. Right. right. So the black, the young black girl, the oldest daughter in mm-hmm. her image. Right. She had to learn to learn, love who she is and what she looks like because she yeah. was going through a whole She was manifesting a pretty white girl to be her friend and to tell her that she was beautiful. Um, the mother was the man in the top hat. So it was about um, the ownership of your own body and having autonomy, right? Uh, the father was the dancing man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like he had to learn to like, because his, his character was hard, you know, because the top man really, it kind of was like the, uh, what's the word? Like if you don't change, this is what you become. He was a, he was a man pan. So he was a performer. I was performing in blackface, but he also had white patches on his face. So the right, so you have to: Are you white? Are you black? It was having to put on a face in front of the white man. There you go. You know that code switching, but but this man represents the original, the first generation that was just being let into these white spaces that you know never really had to be in white spaces before. And they're trying to figure out, like, the, complex, the complexity of trying to figure out, like, who you are in this space, mm-hmm. like, how far on either way, either way you can go. Like, how far can I, like, be a boy and say yes, sir? And then how far can I, you know, stretch these white folk boundaries, poke holes in the wall? Like, so that was his demon. And the, the baby, right, I think the complexity of that is that she was facing something that she couldn't really understand. It was still a fairy tale for her. It was like this looming thing that she could see, but wasn't 
quite interacting with her yet. But then, and then also her family and right. the things around her. So it killed the dog and it touched mom's face, but it never touched her. Oh no, it, it strangled her that once yeah. in the dream. I was gonna say with with Miss with her in particular and Miss Vera, her book, at that time that she was coming up, her mom kind of was in prison because her mom was dealing with the loss of a little bit. And so she had to find comfort or resort or leadership from this book because her mom wasn't there and her little sister was, I mean her bigger sister was also facing things of her own. Mm-hmm. She had to find like guidance from Miss Beer, which we kind of Yeah, you know, and we see that in the first scene when they're driving in. And she's she's reading the book of Miss Vera, and the daughter's reading the book with Marilyn Monroe mm-hmm. and Doris Day and all these white women on the cover. Mm. So her issue was beauty, and the daughter's issue was like being guided into this world that her family's already into. I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. You know. What do you think about their performance of the actors individually? <laughs> what does she mean? What do you think, Ralph? I mean. I didn't see the whole thing, but I mean, I mean, it's a pretty good show, so I assume that they did all right. They did all right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is like, from... Is this, is this show based off like a novel or is like, what is it Okay, so on? I think that it's based off of, and they don't say this, but I think that it's based off of The Ballad of Rudolph Reed by Gwendolyn Brooks. And that's a poem that she wrote about this migration to the West and what was happening to the families there. Mm-hmm. Um, I found, like, I, you know, I'm an English major. I found that shit in college. And as soon as I started watching it, plot point from beginning to end is that poem. Yeah. I'm sure that was the inspiration, but uh, reading sure. interviews, um, the writer, the writer creator, Little Marvin, you know, he said he, you know, it's an original idea. Based on the Great Migration, based on sure. things that was happening, he wanted to tell the story of a family, you know, who went through this. Um, it was show was executive produced by, by Lena Waits. Um, but back to performances. Um, AKA Amy I mean, you can draw inspiration from anything, of course. I mean, like for people who are students of the black canon like I know Lena is like she'd be pulling references that are so strong if I was going to Limburg I would have a problem you know what I'm saying she'd 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 be pulling some stuff like when she did that hair it was a direct reference to hair wolf by Miriam Diallo you know what I'm saying so like that's what I see <laughs> That's my opinion. Okay, okay, okay. Like the performance. Incredible. So, do you think this is a Do you think this academy worthy? Um, was a academy worthy? Well, I, not Emmy. Emmy worthy. Um, I think the the um husband's performance was like so far, like because he did this thing, this technique, and I was uh listening to interviews. So if you kind of pay attention to like the beginning of the series, episode one or two, whatever, his shoulders are very broad, upright. He's like a proud man. He's standing upright. But as the series went on, 
um, episode 67, he was kind of like slouching, like because the weight of the world, the burdens of everything that was going on was going upon him. And so he physically changed and we saw that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was like a great technique that he did. Yeah, it was, it was definitely, um, it strengthened his character to see his physical digression. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really was. I, I think that he was exceptional. Um, I think that the mother was very, very strong. Even Betty was like, "Ooh, I ain't like, ooh, I don't like you, bitch." <laughs> they call her bitch so many times. Yeah, that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> they call her bitch so many times in the same boy. It was satisfying every single time, and it was it was satisfying seeing her die. Like I, as much TV as I watched, I've never been like, "Oh, yes, she died." To a character, or to any character, but I didn't. Also, like the way it ended, because she just died. It's like this neighborhood is now in this uproar for this family who think kidnapped her, but she ran off with the milkman and he killed her. Okay, so let's talk about this, right? So what the one? You said well, Ralph. I said what the not milkman. <laughs> so um. You said that you like really hated her, so that little save the cat that they threw in there for her being like molested by her father, father yeah, yeah. Father, they feel nothing, that, yeah, you, yeah, nothing, they didn't do nothing for me, absolutely either. nothing. It made me feel like, <laughs> oh, so y'all trying to make us feel sorry for this bitch, right? I feel sorry for her, exactly, <laughs> not even a little, bit. not even a tad bit. <laughs> And I like how they use whiteness with her, like her mother laying out the white towels. and The fact that she ran out with the milkman. No, and he's the one, like, the whiteness killed her. Right. Like, he, she ran off with the milkman, the man who carried around that mm-hmm. white thing. Right, that represented pureness right. and all that is right. Her father standing in the white, white bathroom, mm-hmm. like... You know, I, 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 all right, all right, all right. But you know, right, so those things not make the show not as bad as it was because they play a lot into cinematography, framing the transitioning. The cinematography, the cinematography was beautiful. The characters, the, the cast is all black, like dark skinned black people, not light skinned black people, and they were lit very well. We could see them in the dark corners. We can see everything. Whereas a lot of shows, you know, people don't like black people very well. No, we're, we're not going to get into that. The cinematographer is a, was an Asian. No, the director is the Asian guy. He was a cinematographer didn't first. They, didn't they have um, different directors? Yeah, episode, episode, but like the main director who directed most. He's an Asian guy. That Asian. Um, and like I said, the, a black lady directed that. Horrific. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they probably had other black directors, but I didn't research them. But I just really wanted to know who directed the episodes, particularly because I was like, why do we need to see this? But nonetheless, um, the music. For me, I like the fact that the music was of the time because we review Lovecraft Country once, and, you know, Lovecraft Country, they have modern music, but it was a period piece show. For me, I don't like that. of the time. Well, there was a lot of cuts in there that were like, like the, the music was all over the place. The well, it was not modern music, it was, but it wasn't of the time. Like the time was 1950s, so like in episode seven, there was this scene where they were playing Nat King Cole, and that was spot on. 
but like they use many Ripper Tins from the seventies. They use all of these songs that that span from like nineteen late nineteen forties to like the nineteen seventies. So mm-hmm. it wasn't really. I think the the music collection was more about like the time when Black people were migrating. To the West, right. than it really is about, and to the Midwest, to the West, and to the North, than it was about like that very specific time when those people were, like this family was moving. But I think it also it played into it. Like I think that the music selection was great because again, I don't like shows that are period pieces and we're hearing modern music. You mean modern as like hip hop? <laughs> Anything from nineteen ninety. Forward. Right. So, you know, there's a difference in language here. Because, like, (laughs) it wasn't of that time. But it was, it was a representation. Like you said, it was representing that period of time of the Great Migration versus hip hop culture now. Right. Like, we're not hearing Cardi B when the lady is stepping in one. You know, we're not hearing that. It would have been pretty cool, though. (laughs) They could put their walk in. It would have been pretty cool if when she slapped her across her face, it would have been like. Oh, Lord. <sighs> okay, so with all that we've seen and with this being an anthology series. What do you think that the creators are going to do next for season two? Is there going to be a season two? Did they get signed for season two? I don't know. What could they do then? What do you think? Could it, where, where could it go? I don't see how it ended up. I'm so well. Them. Right, I don't see how it ended. I don't know where it, it just ended. Like, it literally just ended. So, uh, like but I said, Betty was killed by the milkman. Um... No. The wife, Lucky, she was into an institution, but she escaped, so she made it back to her family. Um, the girls lived, the dad lived, and they just got in their car and they just left the neighborhood. Do you feel like they could have made it into a movie versus being episodic? Not that it being episodic was great because we can dig deeper into character and into these internal forces. Because uh, they did a whole episode about the uh, top Pac Man, like where he come from, his mm-hmm. origin. Um, yeah, it, it could have been a movie, but I like it as a series. <laughs> it, I, honestly, it could, they could have cut a lot of that out, and it still would have been as effective. But I like it as a series. Right. Um, where do I think they're gonna go next? I don't know if they're gonna cover that time period but if they stay in LA I would probably do like the the black brown issue in LA in the 90s and how like it was just, like the two communities the Mexican and black communities were systemically like but against each other right? so you think they, they could go the into a play into because you know how they um talked about the redlining issue, how they were, mm-hmm. um, you know, some of these homes, yeah, black families, started then. Started, and I think it can go further yeah, into that. Go further into like the the them will turn from like black people and white people to um, black people and brown people. 
if, if they're going to continue that theme or they might move to another part of the country or you know what I'm saying? Like, right. or do well, it from but a the issue was to be the same. Do it from a different perspective and do it like put it on his head and show us. Because who do you think the them was? Who is them? The white people. Right. <laughs> for me, it's the white right. people. But for the white people in the film, the them is the black people. Right. So if they flip it and show the horror film from, you know, a white person's perspective and them coming in, or like the last white family on the block. You know, but I don't think you would have viewers because who wants to watch in and promote white persons? That's what the problem is. So. That's why I've been trying to stay out here in these streets. <laughs> Gotta get into the street. Or any last thoughts on the series, guys? From what I hear, I see how they break things about it. Mixed reviews always spark interest. That interest makes you want to watch. So, would you finish it? I'll give it another go. I also like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm gonna watch the rest of this. (laughs) I really didn't want to watch it, but now that you got me in, I gotta see what happens. I have to see all the other things that they talk about. They talk about so much, so so many things that are traumatic for Black people. But I do want to talk about this, Mm Rita. Like, what do you think about this draw for Black people to watch horror? Mm -hmm. Well, horror. Well, I mean, wait. So you don't you don't like horror as a genre? Yeah, as a no. I didn't say I didn't like it. I was. Because your question is, what is this draw to get people to watch? What do you feel about this this new draw to bring black people in as audiences for horror? I think it's because in the past you haven't seen black people in horror movies, right? Like seventies, like uh, what's for um, *Poltergeist*? The original Jack. You know, no, black. Talk, like black people are, are not in those, so why not have us in those spaces? Well, well, believe me, those because for many horror films <laughs> are based in fear of the other, right? And it's like, as far as I'm concerned, Jason and Freddie and Michael Myers. Um, Michael Myers, they could all be black people. They're all a metaphor for blackness, <laughs> right? Oh. I don't agree. I hope not. I don't agree. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I disagree with that. <laughs> For me, the biggest fear is the black mass, right? That's where you. it started with the black mass. is clearly white. <laughs> like, it started with, like, white people just running from a, a big black mass. It was this movie called Block, uh-huh. right? And it uh, a man that's killing people. It was Nosferatu, right? It was Nosferatu, that's the original vampire movie. Mm-hmm. Turned into Nosferatu, this man that's hunting the white woman, and then you see Birth of a Nation, the black buck hunting the white woman, and she's so scared, she throws herself off of her. And it turned like these horror movies start Well, out, Ebony, right? if you think about it in that context, then black people are the basis for like everything, right? Like fear, as you just stated, uh, 
they want to be like us, but they're afraid of us. Like, if you want to put in that context, but I feel like it just has to evolve. No. Changing because they're bringing different audiences in. So now for us, like we're not afraid of the other. That That's never been the problem, right? But when you do a film like them, it's like, okay, so when you look at that situation, the biggest fear for me in that series is body snatching. And that's a big fear for us. You right. mentioned not having autonomy over your body, not having autonomy over your children, not having possession of like your home, things being put on you. What'd you say? Well, not everybody would feel like that. So that I, this, that's like, the way that I disseminated. That's the way that me looking at, at this, that's this film, that's, that's strictly my opinion. So how do we count from horror horror to like that? I, I mean, what are we talking about? <laughs> this, <laughs> this episode, this, this well, implications of Freddy Krueger's, but this particular show, I have watched, watched it, but I wouldn't categorize it as horror. I mean, it might be a dramatic, like a bit real, like like real life dramatic situation versus a horror. I, I can't, I can't. But it's, it's, it's have, categorized just, as a horror. It is categorized as a horror film because there's a, there's a slasher film mm-hmm. in a like a poltergeist or like religious, right. like psychological thriller. So, yeah, demonic. So what's the, so, so was, oh, go ahead, Raph. What's, what's the difference between a horror and a thriller? <laughs> A thriller is something like Gone Girl versus mm-hmm. a horror it's, it's a is mystery. The Conjuring. Like, you know, it's like they give you the information and and then they don't tell you everything, but like you see different parts. So you're trying to figure out what happened. It's kind of like a whodunit. That's a thriller. Uh-huh. A horror is just, you know, the killer. Yeah. And we're going it's through him killing the people. It's jump scares and killing. Uh, uh, okay. And yeah, suspense, lots and lots of suspense. <laughs> So would that be a horror It's a comedy. Google Nobody knew the motherfucker was killing. <laughs> trying to get black people more black movie action movies more black romantic movies because historically we haven't been in us you don't see us in action movies or romantic movies or westerns or things of that nature So it, that's why it's a draw to get more black people into the horror space because right. we're just trying to get more black people into different genres, period, versus the stereotypical things that we've been in, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, they've been doing, like, Forrest Whitaker's been trying for years, but I think Jordan Peele was the most successful. Now everybody's running on his model of, like, fear through body snatching, right? Because that's what it Get Out was about, body snatching. Mm-hmm. First was about body snatching. Uh, Candyman. 
Candyman was good. Candyman was about body Back snatching too because he was morphing. He didn't have control over his body. Mm-hmm. He was morphing into an, another entity. That's a good deal, right? He, 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 he produced it, it, it but it. he didn't react. Yeah, yeah. Nina, Nina, uh, directed. Overall, I think we touched on it a little bit, but I just want to just bring it back. Overall, what do you think the premise of the series was? Um, I think it was about I, they 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 laid it out for us at the beginning. It was about you know migratory habits of. African American in America, and what happens when you move into spaces where you're not welcome? A successful black family moving into, you know, those spaces. I mean, weren't they? They were successful, right? They were. They were. And successful in what? You know, they they, they, they live something. Ain't else. nothing more scary to a white person than a, a wealthy black person. That's that's yeah. a, that's a, yeah. They did touch on that. And yeah, because they you know, always ask what he did. They, yeah, like what? How did, did, how did you? He was an engineer, better. and I think that was an interesting uh, career to put the character in. An engineer mm-hmm. versus him being a doctor or a lawyer. And he wasn't like a low level engineer either. No, but the white man tried to bring him back down. I think that's the real fear. We haven't seen that yet in cinema. What? The fear of a, a, a wealthy a black man or woman coming into the space of white. I don't think we've seen that yet. I think that's the real fear to white people, to wealthy white people. Like, I don't know if that's a fear. <laughs> you don't think, you don't think, you don't think white people scared to be given a Because, because, because that's power. Because black, black people are black power. Like, super, like, wealthy, wealthy, and like, just like, poor folks with money. The money, like what they call the middle class. Between the wealthiest people in this country and people who are even millionaires, like you could be a millionaire, but you'll never ever see Elon Musk money. That's wealth. (laughs) They have money, they're rich. But Elon Musk is wealthy, right? But they ain't rich. They like at the bottom. When you look at those scales of what, who's making what, that top one percent is way surpassing everybody else. All right. Oh, the final thoughts. And what do you rate the series overall out of five stars? Ooh. Um, final thoughts. If you're into trauma porn, <laughs> ooh, go see that thing. If you wanna like intellectualize something and break it down for fun, like I do, go see that thing. <laughs> and uh, but if you're not really down, like if you can't stomach stuff, if you're not really down for that, then you know steer clear. And I rated a solid seven point five. Had a five stars? Oh, you overrated? I thought it was out of five. Oh, like, well, damn. Is that good, huh? Right. <laughs> that good. <laughs> okay, so out of out of five stars, I'll give it a three. That's good. You could have spent with me, baby. Writing a final word, Brad? Oh. Like I said, I'll try to get back. I'll try to dive back to the uh, series. Um. That's, that's really my thoughts on it. I haven't really seen it. I can't give too much insight on it. But based off of how you guys talk about it, I 
to like this piece that I have to meet. Right, I feel like everyone should see it. And I always say they had porn in it, so I got to watch that. Is that what oh, I said? That is not what I said, y'all. It's not a real actual. Oh my goodness. I was, I was like, yes, I can give away the hood now. <laughs> I ain't gotta go. I ain't gotta go to the hood no more. I can watch that. You know, just scrub uh, just, uh, just, uh, through the scenes to the part that I want to see. Done. <laughs> what what episode is it? It's my. I think everyone should see it. I think it's a really good show. Um, I think you should support it anyway because it's black filmmakers who black creators, black writers, producers, uh, black cast. Um, support the black people, okay? <laughs> no matter what story they're telling. Um, I give this series of three point five out of five stars, only because I didn't like the ending. And then that gory scene mid mid season. That episode was a good episode. Again, it's that one particular scene. <laughs> but what? But what I'm saying, you do encourage me to get the audience to go see it. You give it a three. You have to think if you if I if I if I'm recommending the hotel and I say, oh, it's a three. Are you gonna come to the hotel? Why are you coming for me, Ralph? I'm just saying. Why? If you want somebody to grab real estate, maybe a no, four. No, you stay solid on your feet. 3.5. I have a 3.5. I'm just saying, but if, but, if I, but if I told you, hey, where you man? But if I told you I got this hotel for you, it's a three-star rating, though, but I really want you to go to it, you think that I'm compelled to go to a three-star rated hotel? I mean, give them, give, give them what they're, they're worth. If you didn't like the scene because it was boring, woohoo. But if you really enjoyed the whole It was a solid watch. Right, so that's so why not give it a four? Why not give it a four? Boy, you ain't four to four four three point nine. A movie you ain't even watching. I'm just saying if you want if you want somebody to watch the damn film and you give it a three or three point five, and you say it's really good. Out of the five star, that's just like me going through goddamn Motel Six. Oh, they have some nice, nice stuff here. They ain't got the old school perks, so I'm gonna give it a a, a four. And you get to the hotel and realize it's Motel Six. You ain't you ain't even look want to look on the inside. You just know what Motel Six is. Hey, so give them those film, So give them filmmakers their credit.
have a new episode coming, a new series coming on uh, Amazon Prime called Brady Baby Season 2, where you can support. Uh-oh. You can catch me at Olama Lama, O-L-A-M-M-A-L-A-M-M-A. Uh, on all media. I know it's long, like, whatever. That's my name. <laughs> They're going to have to rewind and call. And um, for a Laundry Day short film on Instagram, or Auntie short film on Instagram, and I'm a writer director, so all my films are on there. And they all link up. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you guys. Appreciate y'all so much. Listeners, catch us on Apple Podcasts. We're streaming everywhere. Spotify, Anchor. If there is any movie, TV series that you think that we should review, drop it in the comments. Let us know. Until next time. Will somebody wear me to the Child find me by a string